This is Mainspring Family Wellness, where transformation takes root. This podcast is for parents pursuing both personal growth and family wellness. We will cover relevant topics that help us reflect, make educated choices, and parent effectively. My name is Kristen Perlmutter. I'm an educator, a philanthropist, and a mother of three who is passionate about personal growth and seeing families at their optimal wellness. And I'm Dr. Jenna Flowers, a marriage and family therapist, author of The Conscious Parent's Guide to Co-Parenting, speaker, and mother of three. Welcome to Mainspring Family Wellness. We're really excited to be here today with Annie Clowerty and Nada DeSiggio. And we are really excited to be launching our Women in Business series. Um, Annie and Nada are uh, part of the Compass Real Estate Group in Newport Beach. And we are just so thrilled to hear what they have to say about balancing work and motherhood and being successful realtors. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. So let's talk about real estate. How? Why real estate? I mean, I kind of fell into it now almost 20 years later. Um, I was, I graduated UC Santa Barbara, wasn't ready to, quote, get a real job yet. And I was planning on going to grad school because I was going to be an audiologist. Oh. So I had majored in speech and hearing and psychology, ladies. Hmm. Funny yeah, as that is. <laughs> so I... Um, had bartended my way through college to support myself, and I couldn't teach fencing, so I couldn't get a job at, like, a club med or anything. And I had met someone who said that if you move to Maui, you could get a bartending job. So I got a one-way ticket to Maui, lived there for a few years. After September 11th, you know, kind of the whole economy changed. I wanted yeah. to be back closer to my family. And I couldn't imagine going to grad school at that time, plus the medical industry in general kind of had taken a dip, if anyone remembers that. Mm -hmm. So somebody offered me a job in real estate or mortgage, actually. That wasn't long-lived. I was recruited for a top team in 2003 to come run that team. So kind of funny. And then I've been doing it ever since. And so then when did you start raising a family? I had my first child in 2007. Okay. So, yes, which I kind of felt was a blessing because the market had kind of started to turn in 07, 08. So I never got out of it, but I was organically, honest to God, able to work a little less because the market started to tank. It kind of started to come back in 2010, 2011. So Mm -hmm. as my kids got older, I was working more. I always worked. I just... You know, thankfully, that gave me the ability to stay home a little bit more because it was slower. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, how about for yourself, Nada? Tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate and, and then how old your kids are. Great. Yeah, I started in the mortgage industry. I did that for 10 years. And right about the time the mortgage crisis um, happened, I had my firstborn. He was born in 2007. It was perfect time to have a kid when you're company just shut the doors. Uh So um, I did that for 10 years. I really enjoyed it. Um, And then I raised my children for about uh, 10 years. But during that time, I worked for um, our family business, my father, and I did a lot of real estate transactions. I was procuring properties overseas. I was uh, initiating lease contracts, purchase contracts. So I I always stayed busy uh, helping him and working for him. And I wanted to go back to work. I always knew I'd go back to work. My kids were getting older. You know, the weekends were getting filled with sports and 
it was the time, and my husband was more flexible with his work schedule to help. And I had called Annie, and I remember calling her because I was thinking about going back into mortgage. Annie seemed so much more interested in me and growing my business Mm. than growing her own personal business by adding a teammate. She Mm. really wanted to mentor me, and she has to this day, and this is almost... Um, almost going on two, two years, years now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you guys have a female-dominated real estate team. What, yes. Can you tell us about that? Was that intentional? No, it's kind of happened organically. I mean, most everybody, I th- everybody's reached out to me, except for Raquel. She had kind of let me know she was interviewing again with someone else, and I said, why are you doing that? <laughs> you need to come interview with me. But everyone else has approached me, and they've all been females. Quite frankly, I just got that question, and no males ever asked to work with me. And I've thought of it over the last few weeks if, you know, a man ever came and would I consider it. I mean, at this time, our team flows really great. I feel mm-hmm. like we have the perfect amount. I wouldn't want it to necessarily – you don't want to get a team to get too big. There are teams in the area that get really big. Um, but I think you lose the intimate, you know, connection with your clients mm-hmm. um, because then it's just getting passed down to other people. So I like that. But I think women in general tend to be able to multitask, especially with your when you're a mom. Yeah. And this job requires a lot of multitasking and a lot of seeing what is next before it's there and figuring out the problems and how to fix them. And I think that, truthfully, moms are great at that. Not saying that dads aren't, but I've just found in my business, you know, if her kid's sick, you're more flexible. You know, you're like, no problem. I got you. Mm. And so it's been So there's a lot of support me. then. It sounds 100%. like that your, I think so. your team yeah. creates for each other with yes. trying to probably balance your your home life as well as work life. Well, that was my whole goal of even getting. I was just too busy to handle this on my own, and I'm really type A, so I wanted a certain kind of person Mm -hmm. to do it, you know, one that presents well to clients but then also can multitask. And so it's allowed me to kind of let the reins out a little Mm -hmm. bit knowing that I have such a great team in place, including Nada, who was my first. I mean – She's amazing. So it sounds like when you when you had babies and you, uh, Annie, how many kids do you have? Do you have two? three? You have three. Yes. So, so one what are their born ages? Oh, seven, ten, and twelve. Meaning years, right? So my son is going to be thirteen this year. He's my oh seven baby. My other son will be ten this year, and then my daughter will be eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was that like then with building your practice and then raising three kids? Well, I would say each kid would have probably a different experience. By the time my daughter was born, so she's almost eight years old, I was pretty much back at it full time. So I had a full time nanny when she was born as compared to my boys when the market was a little slower. I was kind of had a part time nanny and she was more flexible when I I would work. Um, So So how do you balance that when they need you, when they are sick or something comes up? Yes. How do you I've learned to be better being a communicative wife sometimes, Mm. too. I think that um, being with my husband for a long time, we both had full-time jobs. But even when I was working so much, you know, we think we have to do it all sometimes. And I don't think I was verbally saying, well— 
the kid like we just had with this flu season, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my nanny normally comes at one. The kids get out of school at three. And when they were homesick, I had to say to my husband, I can't cancel these appointments. You have to figure this day out. And then the next day I was figuring it out, right? So I think that we've had to learn as a couple to balance that when we don't have the nanny that can just come earlier Mm because sometimes that's just not possible or, you know, kind of be able to prioritize our own jobs saying, okay, I can work from home. I can cancel this or I can have somebody else take that um, and vice versa. And there were a lot of years, though, that you you really did do it all. Yes. Yeah. Much to my. (laughs) Yeah. When did you decide, you know, that it was time to get the nanny? Well, I always had a nanny. Oh, you did? So from the time I first was born. Mm. Yeah, but just not full-time. So, because I was always working. So, but when the market was slower, I had the nanny on like Tuesday, Thursday. So in real estate, you're able to kind of, it's funny, you're really busy on the weekends and then Mondays kind of catch up in our market. Tuesday, Thursday is a really big day and Friday too for broker preview. Wednesday was always a slow day. So I just didn't have the nannies on those days. But then obviously as you're building up and the market's getting bigger, you're having more support. And that's when I met you, when Mm -hmm. our kids were in school together. Mm -hmm. That's how I met Annie. Both our boys were in the same grade. And I remember you would have the nanny yes. two to three days a week, and she would come and pick up the kids. Well, and that and those were your work days. Quote work days. Your solid yeah. work days, and then you would fill in the gaps. You know, on yeah. the Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, when your 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 kids. Because real would. estate, you can say. I mean, I would never tell somebody, "Oh, I don't have my nanny today." I'd say, "I'm really booked up with clients <laughs> on Tuesday. Right. How is Thursday for you? Right. You know, right. and you're still working the weekends." And everybody would say, "Oh, no problem." You mm-hmm. know. So and then if it was something that I couldn't do, I do have my mom is close. My mom isn't a babysitting kind of mom, but in a glitch, she would always help me. Wow. So it sounds like you have a really healthy partnership with your husband and great support, which is half the battle of juggling everything, right? Um, Nada, what about you? Yes, I think... Honestly, if I wanted to do this job 10 years ago, it would have been more difficult for me because my husband um, couldn't be more flexible with his time. He owns a a general engineering contracting company where he works in the street. He doesn't work locally. He's either in Glendale or L.A. County or Arcadia or Monrovia. So he drives almost 300 miles a day. Back then, it would have been very difficult for him to pick up the kids if I had an appointment. It wasn't doable. But once I saw his flexibility with his schedule, um, I knew it was time to go back. And so when I do have an appointment, you know, sometimes your clients are not flexible. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're coming from out of town and you have to make their time work. And that's when I call on... um, my husband to say, you know what, I have an appointment at four o'clock. Can you pick up the kids? Um, Sometimes he can. Some other times he can't. I do have a babysitter that fills in. My mom used to be great. She used to live here, but she recently moved to Seattle. So I've really had to rely on carpool, friends picking up, babysitters coming in and filling in the gaps when I need to. But it is, it's a juggling process. And um, but I love when you love what you do, you make it work. And um, I think that's been the benefit of this. I'd even say last year she was really busy a couple yeah. days in the summer. And 
didn't you didn't have a nanny I and I had not. said but I that's why I think sometimes when you are a group of women or moms I said just bring your boys over to play with my boys yeah, like yeah. my nanny's that. there just mm-hmm. it's fine you know they got it mm-hmm. yep. all good and right. I also learned to let go of control which is really hard for me mm-hmm. and I think anytime you're a type A personality and I like to always be there with my kids right like you know I, I had to be there at that one class you know, presentation, and you have to learn. I can't be at everything mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. when you have a career, and if you're serious about your career and you want to take it to the next level. So I had to let go of control. Like, I'm sorry, Julie and Adrian, I won't be there today, or I'm sorry, I can't be at your game. And you just, you know, it hurts, but you just know that it's, you know, I'm teaching my boys that it's okay, and you know, your mom works, and it's a good example for them when they get married or, you know, they have children. And I think that's what's been important for me to, to teach them. But, you know, I have to learn to kind of let go and sometimes leave them at home for 30 minutes if I have a showing that's in our community or leave them for an hour and just kind of know they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it's funny that um, I was just thinking as you were sharing that when I was a kid, I don't even remember my parents going to even half of my sports. None either. either. No. You know, but we kind of set up this expectation as parents of like, we have to be at everything. Yes. And I think it's an unrealistic expectation because bills need to be paid. Yeah. People have to work. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Know? I think if you yeah. get to some of the main points with our children, I, I, I think it's good enough. I agree. Yeah. You know. And I think we should kind of let go of the guilt as parents if you can't make it to everything. Well, and I think there's guilt no matter what. Mm -hmm. And something that we've been talking about a lot is um, finding your passion, Mm -hmm. finding what fills you up and makes you happy. And sometimes you get to – sometimes stay-at-home moms get to a point where they've been home with their kids and then they're like, you know, I'm ready for something more. This isn't enough. And. I think that that works for some people and then other people it doesn't work. So I think it's just have, you know, being respectful of what each person wants to do and figuring out what makes you happy, what works 100%. for you. And that's so great that you guys have found your passion and And I think for Annie and I we we come from a very similar background. We're both single parents. I mean, grew, um sorry, we're raised by single moms. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for us, work was always something that we had to do you know we always had to kind of provide for ourselves and got my first job at 12 right if I was gonna have any kind of clothes that weren't from goodwill Mm -hmm. it was because my little summer job helped pay for them you know which is kind of important when you're you know a teen girl you know and then also just going to college or anything like we both bounced around all the time so and we moved a lot mm -hmm, both of us a lot which I think is why I kind of love real estate Mm -hmm. because I love having somebody find their place whether Mm -hmm. even it's an investment and being all weird and crazy and making sure the numbers are just perfect or finding that house that's you're going to grow old with or raise your kids with, it's just really important because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So not until much later in life. So I love giving that to other people. But for me, even if I – people will ask me sometimes, well, do you have to work? Or if you won a million dollars, would you still work? Or Absolutely. I mean, I love it. And it's not about the work. It's about having my own freedom. And I've had a lot of friends that haven't had jobs, especially in this area, and have 
wanted to get divorced and not had that flexibility because they have been stay-at-home moms. I also have friends that are stay-at-home moms in great marriages, and going back to work is never an option for them, but they're doing amazing gourmet meals that take them all day, which is their passion, which I don't do. It's funny how we all have this passion, and what there's not a one-size-fits-all, and mm-hmm. just to be you know, a great mom and they're present, however that is for Mm -hmm. your kids, you know, they're not, I don't think my kids really know that they're missing the most amazing meal all the time. Probably get a little too many tacos, but you know, (laughs) I'm happy with it. And I, I hope that they are too growing up. Yeah, Postmates yeah. Mm-hmm. probably thinks I'm the biggest yeah, loser. Up. <laughs> I mean, well, I think it is yeah. a mix, right, of mm-hmm. uh, quality time with our children as well as quantity. A hundred percent. Yes, um, and that's true. For some parents, that go, well, I just really try to focus on the quality of time. Um, we really do need to strike the balance between both, mm-hmm. you know, because our our kids our kids need both, 100%. and sometimes it's in the little moments that they need us mm-hmm. as well as in the big moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, too, talking about guilt, I mean, I think it's kind of you can't win. No matter what, I feel like we're always feeling guilty. Feeling, I hate that. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about that. I know. I am, too. I'm trying to let that go. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned, let the control go. Just we can't control everything. We can't feel bad about everything. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, as women, that's kind of the way we're wired. We just What do you think stirs up the guilt, though? What do you end up feeling guilty about with your kids? I, well, I personally think a lot of it's comparing, whether you do it intentionally or not, we're, we're constantly comparing ourselves to one another. And, you know, I think social media, you see a perception of how people lead their lives. And you're like, gosh, that mom has it all together. She's making bento box sushi for her kids every day for their lunch. And, you know, she's president of the PTO and she's running her own business. You know, it's just, it's like, it's not always the way but everybody's got something they're dealing with so it's like what we see on social media and what we see on the outside isn't necessarily what's going on on the inside and I think just have to take that into consideration be gentle on ourselves everybody's Mm -hmm. fighting a battle yes there's that quote right so be kind yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so but I think it does seem like the the pressures and the guilt have have risen a bit and um I think it's something we we all, you know, have to kind of look at and try to let go. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm hoping that reduces I hope for too. a lot of people because it's okay to own your limitations. Mm-hmm. For instance, you know, talking about the nanny, like you can say that with a lot of, you know, pride of like, if this is how I yeah. organize life to make that easy for my husband and I because yes. we're both working parents. I feel no guilt about no. that. No. Good. For, us, for yeah. other parents, yeah. they mm-hmm. might have felt guilty about, oh, well, I had to have a aunt. It's all yes. based on perspective. Right? Yeah. You know, but if you kind of see it as this was the way to solve the problem, mm-hmm. we found someone that was a great caregiver, which is hard to find. Oh yes. my gosh, hardest. Too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think guilt can be alleviated often when you just really look more at how are you solving the problem versus what is it saying about yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We personalize so much. Yeah, I don't look at – so. it's funny how social media, because I don't ever look and compare it because I do think social media, so much of it – I hate to say it is fake, okay. you know, but my husband has had to – just about different personalities, and sorry, J.D., I'm using you a lot, but he <laughs> – it took him forever to get on social media, and his work had him do it a couple of years ago, only Instagram. And he's he'll go weeks without checking it because he'll he looks at it more as a comparison and mm. thinks, oh, gosh, I need to be 
fishing on a Saturday with my son up somewhere and I go, oh my gosh, you know, you've worked all week. If all we're doing is getting movie night and we're cuddling up with popcorn, like that's good enough. And our kid doesn't know that he, some other kid is fishing up in Arrowhead. Like it's fine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they're loved and they're fed and, you know, we do the best we can every day. And and I truthfully try and tell myself to I've been better about this this last year or two is to give myself grace because, gosh, it's just it's hard. Some mm-hmm. days are easy and some days are hard. And I think that if we're not being honest with other friends or moms or something about that, then we're not doing anybody. Uh, we're doing a disservice. Right. We're Absolutely. not being honest about it. So I'm just trying to be more honest mm-hmm. um, with that. I yeah. do find, though, as being a working mom myself, um, that the more organized I am, oh, yes. my life is so much easier. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much that I'm pre-planning, mm-hmm. whether have it's to. my meals mm-hmm. for the kids, uh, because I, I typically do cook all my meals for my family, you know, because I love that. That's part of my, my family legacy. Well, yeah. it's just what I, that's just what so I do. So are you doing like Sunday grocery shop and making yep. your meal? See, I do, I do I that do or that. I do like a Monday after, um, after work, yep. you know, if I have to pick up some extras, but I already have in mind like... What are the meals that I'm yep. preparing for the week? And okay, then I don't and have to go funny. in and out. When you say that, mm-hmm. that immediately triggers guilt for me. Oh. Isn't that funny? Because I say to myself, well, why can't I be like that? Why well, can't I if, do if, that? And when it's funny, you said, where does the guilt stem from? Mm-hmm. It's stories like that that I hear with other moms that seem to juggle it all. And, you know, it's like, I, but you said going back to know your limitations. Yeah. I do know my limitations, and that's it. And cooking is my limitation. Mm -hmm. I make all these other excuses not to cook. I'll clean the house, I'll organize a drawer, but then I'll call Postmates, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's funny because you hear these things and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, well, if you can do it, then I really should be trying. But I feel like Jenna's enjo- you enjoy doing it's that. her hobby. It's yes, I I enjoy it, but I also come from a legacy of cooks. Yeah, like mm-hmm. my grandmother was a very well known cook in Hawaii. You know, my Gosh, all I wanna, my can mom I get is an invite one of nine kids. <laughs> right, everybody cooks. Right, you yeah. know, and so it is a way that is part of it's how part I of your show identity. my my, mm-hmm. my loving for my children. Um, I love to connect over food. I love to sit down and have a meal with everybody and yeah. have that time it's of connection. It's probably calming, too, for you. It can be. And I also love to cook with my son. So wow. sometimes he'll also be my little helper mm-hmm. yeah. with making things, too. That's really oh, 100%. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's maybe something that you don't enjoy as much. Yeah, so, I don't. you know, I think that's yeah. just knowing yourself and what what fills you up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you happy to cook. And right. your kids are going to be just yeah. fine eating. Just fine. Uh, burger lounge. Yep. <laughs> but I know that you are knocking the reading out of the park. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, your kids. Maybe oh, oh right. Um, reading. I tend to be a tiger mom. That's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do a whole podcast about that. Right. Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. Um, but I, speaking of the kids, I mean, do you have, do you commute, talk to them about being a working mom? Do you talk to them about what you do? And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation just the other day because... Um, I worked all day Saturday and Sunday, going back to that guilt, I felt like I hadn't done anything with my kids in a while. So I offered to take my son and um, one of his little buddies and my older son out to a movie. But I also took them to the park and let them play soccer with their friend. Then we went to lunch and then we saw a movie. And then I had to meet a client. This is Sunday night while Mm -hmm. it was raining. I had to meet a client at 5 o'clock. So I'm 
you know, rushing to get them home and my son's getting upset because he can't extend the play date. And I'm trying to explain to him that I, you know, gave him my whole day, a day that I really had other things to do, but I sacrificed that for him and his happiness to make sure that, you know, I'm making sure I'm fulfilling him, right? And then I come home and, you know, nothing's done in the house and, you know, I'm rushing out at five o'clock and I'm telling my husband, can you pick up dinner? And I came home and I, I, I had to sit them down and I had to say, you know, I can't manage it all. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. fair that I have to manage it all. And I had to sit down with my husband, too, mm-hmm. and say, you know, I work this day. I worked today. And, you know, it's all about a partnership. Mm-hmm. And the kids are old enough now. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a partnership for them, too. And they need to be helping out. And it's a group effort. Yeah. yeah. Everyone needs to be contributing. Yes. Oh, I tell my Everyone. kids I'm not Cinderella. Yeah, yes. they're you're old enough, and you know they yeah. the kids will use as much as they can and see yeah. how far they can go. But I had to sit them down and say, you know what, no, I I can't micromanage, and I'm not going to. It's not my job, and everyone needs to kind of pitch in and do mm-hmm. their yeah. do their part. And I think it's important that your kids learn that right and learn that each person has their job and their home or in their private you know life. It, this will extend to their teenage years, and you yeah. know, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, the um, example I always give is I finally sit down to the kitchen table, you know, for dinner, and then one of my sons will, uh, can I have some more milk? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. My kids, too, I go, oh, they're As the if they lost their hair. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And you have two now, feet. That's right. Now I'm saying, that's a great idea. It's in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's the same thing. My son, he'll say, can I have water or I'm thirsty? And I said, mm-hmm. you know where it is. Because for a long time, though, I was doing yes. a lot of that. But that does not, them no favors. So even when I say I'm not Cinderella, I'll say, okay, you're going to get a Swifter. You're emptying the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I do that yeah. a lot more. And then they'll say, well, it's our weekend. And I go, yeah, it's mine too. <laughs> yeah. And you do chores. Yeah. And let's go. Yeah. You no, know? No days off. No yeah. days off. Yeah. I'm trying to teach them work hard, party hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work hard, party oh, hard. Gosh. Yeah. See, that's why I just love working with her. <laughs> <laughs> but developing a work ethic for our children, yeah. I think, is so important, right? Yes. Because sometimes as working moms, we can feel the guilt. And then we're ending up trying to do so much all the time that yeah. then we're not offloading, right? And right. letting mm-hmm. other people contribute. Because yep. you have mm-hmm. to let the control go. You do. And someone who has clinical OCD, it's really hard, right? I want to clean that up because I know I'll do mm-hmm. a better job, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to just walk away and just tell myself it's fine. Mm. It, I'm, it, I'm teaching them, right? They're socks that are turned inside out. I just stopped doing their laundry for socks now because yeah. I said, if you can't turn it the right way when I'm doing laundry, then I guess you don't want clean socks. So now mm-hmm. whenever I see it, I just put it back in the hamper yeah. and they get so mad, right? Because there's proud no, of you. That's great. That's yeah. hard for me. Yeah, I know. That's but I've great. had to do it. And guess what? They don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Clean, yeah. clean socks. Yeah. Turned inside, right side in. Yeah. <laughs> right side that's out. Great. Yeah. That's my biggest struggle. Letting too. go though, right? Yeah. You have to let go. Let them have take some of I that feel control. Like, do you think the part of that is age? Because so? meaning like we get older and so I I've I have felt personally that the older I've gotten, I think I've gotten even more comfortable with myself and comfortable yes. with my own boundaries and being able to express them. Meaning even for my kids or my husband saying, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You're gonna so I just mean getting older and saying, 
I'm sorry, that's not working for me. You guys are going to have to step in. I think I just didn't maybe have the confidence when I was younger personally in my own relationship or Mm -hmm. in myself as a mom, you know, or I just sometimes think that that happens with experience or age. At least that's what I think. I think that that's, I can can completely relate to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting that you're saying that. For me, the the turning point was having a third. Mm-hmm. And I know there's, you know, three of us with, with three kids. But I, maybe also the age difference that all of a sudden I just realized I am doing too much for my children. Yes. And I'm not empowering them enough to take on more, more mm-hmm. um, opportunities. Because especially for my younger boys, I want to raise men. I want right. to raise men that will take a lead on something, self-initiate, you know. And can do their own laundry. Yeah. So, and oh, I want that for my daughter as well. Own laundry? <laughs> Actually, my middle one does. How old is he? He is 11. Oh, I am going home and going to give yeah. that as an example. Yeah, because yeah. maybe I, don't let him do your laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he can do his own. Yeah. He can absolutely do my his delicates. own. My delicates. Yeah. Yeah. Hang dry, cold. Yeah. And what's great, right. too, is that he'll remember, like, his PE clothing. You know, he wants to make sure it's always clean, you know, for the mm-hmm. start of the week. We've talked yes. a lot about the mom guilt, but do you guys ever have guilt then for putting so much time in family and then maybe having to, you know, put less time in your work? Mm. Good question. I'm that would be my goal for 2020. I I think I put a lot into my job. Granted, I do have the flexibility having a nanny, but um, it's funny. We didn't have as long of a meeting as we normally do Tuesday. Every other Tuesday is our office meeting. But this last week I had decided that I get like a section of time off from my team because I'm very available. I answer them all. And I think sometimes, sorry, they don't realize they're talking to me or maybe Raquel, but each single one of them comes to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with everybody all the time and mm-hmm. I'm always pretty You're always in my on. response and I need to just have a moment. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what is that look for me? Saturday, nobody's allowed to text me. Like I mean, I don't even want to text cuz I don't want to come back and then have no. 20. Mm-hmm. You know, from 12 to 6 cuz I'm with my family. After 6 you can text me, you know, or call me, but I am going to be better about that because I have not been having that boundary with work. So that's something I need to work on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of our business is personal referral. You know, we do kind of have a market that we have achieved because it just happens. I always say it's like within one square mile of where we all live, Mm -hmm. which just happens to be kind of that Dover Shores, Newport Heights, East Side. And then doing business for so long, I feel like I started in East Side and then they were ready to move. So then they moved Mm -hmm. to you know, Newport Heights. And then they go, oh, well, I want the bigger lot. So they move to Dover. And then they say, okay, my kids are out. Now I can go to the Bayfront. Mm -hmm. So I've been lucky enough to have that be my business, um, which I feel extremely grateful for. I will answer a text at 10 p.m. for one of those clients. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure it's because you're good at what you do. Well, I honest to God love it. Yeah. 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 My husband says he, he thinks I like most the putting the deal together. You know, he always makes that because he, he'll listen to me talk and he goes, oh, my gosh, like you've gotten so good. It's just kind of listening to – and there's a lot of personalities. And Absolutely. you're competitive. I like the hunt. I like finding the right property for yeah. someone within all their parameters and going, bingo. You know, I found it. This <laughs> is it. It's great. And you serve it to them on a silver platter and you're like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, no. <laughs> you're like, it's on a platter. Yes. <laughs> and other times they're like, this is amazing. But, yeah. And then, you, yeah, you like the competition too because you, you're, yeah. you're always, you know, striving to get that listting healthy over five other. Healthy competition I think is yeah, always healthy. Good. Yeah, healthy. Healthy competition. Well, ladies. 
Ladies, thank you so much thank for you. coming on to the show today thank and you for speaking us. with us about being a woman in business and raising your your families, but then also being highly successful. And yes, we just wish you, you the best Congratulations. for your practice thank at you. Compass. Uh, Annie Clarity and Nada DeSiggio. Um, this is Mainspring Family Wellness. Thank you for listening. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.